See, it all has to do oh, with okay. the dam. That's why the damn burger. I'm Lisa Morehouse, and this is California Foodways. I'm traveling to every county in the state, finding stories about food, agriculture, and the people that make both possible. This episode, I'm taking you to Shasta County, visiting a hamburger joint in Redding. It's been making its signature item the same way since the 1930s, a burger so thin it gets crispy on the edges and never, ever comes with a tomato. I found out that this humble burger helped fuel one of the most impactful engineering feats in the state's history. We are at the Dam Burger in Redding, California, and we're about to go in. Ivor and Sharon Thone are both in their 80s. They're longtime Damburger customers, really longtime customers. Gosh, Ivor, we've, we've been regulars for a long time. Into the 50s. It was way Ivor and Sharon live right around the corner from a Carl's Jr., but they drive 15 minutes to come to Damburger. Just that I don't think we eat hamburgers anyplace else. Well, thank goodness we got this. I read off the restaurant's motto. Best hamburger by a dam site. See, it all has to do with the dam. That's why the dam burger. The Shasta Dam. It's a stunning landmark, especially in a wet year like this. Sherry Harrell of the Bureau of Reclamation says the spillway is releasing 40,000 cubic feet of water per second. There's so much water here, we're we're getting wet. It's spilling over onto the walkway. We call this our little Niagara Falls. It's taller than the Washington Monument and much wider. Construction went 24 hours a day from 1938 into the Second World War. California's mighty Shasta Dam is ready to generate its first power. Shasta is the second largest dam in America. Besides preventing floods and droughts, it will furnish additional electricity for war industries providing power to Bay Area factories manufacturing planes and ships. Through the transformers and out over the transmission lines surges power from this great new source. Power for the needs of war and of peace. Sherry explains the federal government submerged former mining towns, flooded Native American village sites, and interrupted the flow of the Sacramento River and its salmon run to build the dam. It is the major source of water for the Central Valley Project. It goes 500 miles all the way down to Bakersfield. Water from the Shasta Dam irrigates over a million acres of Central Valley farmland, and its power plant generates enough electricity for a city the size of Sacramento. For good and for bad, California wouldn't be what it is today without the Shasta Dam. And on a local level, neither would Redding. 80 years ago, the construction changed the area's population because this was just after the Depression. People came from everywhere once the word got out that you know there was going to be a, a dam project here in hopes of getting one of the 4,700 jobs that this project provided. One of those people was the father of Sharon Thone, who I met at Damburger. Her family lived on a farm about 70 miles away, but moved to the dam site when she was in third grade. It just meant security for daddy and for the family. He was always happy he did it. He worked as a welder for a year. The Shasta Dam changed the lives of Sharon's family and the thousands of others who worked to build it. 
But just like during the gold rush, where some of the most successful people were those who sold picks and shovels instead of mining for gold, a few of the people who made their lives because of the Shasta Dam never poured concrete or welded a frame. They sold the things the workers wanted, things like lunch. For a couple hours every morning, Julie Malik stands at a counter prepping Damburger's super thin hamburger patties. I am cutting open a 10 pound bag of freshly ground hamburger meat. And with an ice cream scoop, I'm going to make our meatballs. And then down the line, they take the meatballs and put them in the tortilla press and smash them out nice and thin. Her parents bought Damburger in the late 70s. Now, Julie co-owns it with her sister, Nell Cox, who works the tortilla press, making 300 patties a day. A guy named Bud Pennington created the Damburger when he came down from Oregon in 1938, the same year construction began on the Shasta Dam. Bud Pennington was just an 18-year-old kid who had the idea that he could sell hamburgers outside of the dam hiring hall. People say he used tree stumps for seats. Very clever to call them Damburgers. Soon, Damburger got a permanent location. Bud married Babe, the daughter of his meat supplier, and they hired one employee, a feisty woman named Marge. The three of them were characters, lots of joking with customers and each other. Bud was happy to add a little whiskey to customers' coffee. We actually have um, a couple photos, and you can see, like, a, a flask on the counter. Marge, who wasn't great with names, knew customers by their orders. Here comes a double with onions. Marge worked at the restaurant for 44 years, and it's rumored that when she died, she was buried in her Damburger T-shirt. Sitting in Damburger with Sharon and Ivor Thone, I start thinking Sharon's dad probably had to go through the hiring hall to get that job working on the Shasta Dam. You've been coming to this place since the 50s, and it's fun to think about maybe, you know, when your dad came to get a job here, maybe he went next door and got a Dan Burger. It was right here. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised at all. Regulars like Sharon and Ivor, who always eat the same things, earn what's called a tag. Their order's permanently on file here. Sisters and co-owners Nell and Julie say those tags are convenient, but they also have a lot of meaning. We will lose customers and we'll have to take their tag out of the box. And it's, it's sad. That's, it's emotional sometimes. You get yeah. really, you, get really yeah. you can't help but get attached. And their family members sometimes will come in to get the tag. As a memento. After another customer died? We actually had um, a family come in try not to get teary over this, and ask if they could sprinkle some of his ashes in our flower beds there, because this was his favorite place. And that was, I mean, I broke down when they asked me. I was like, um, yeah. <laughs> One man rented it out for a big anniversary for his wife. Julie and Nell's dad put out a tablecloth and candles. The cook wore a tuxedo. Nell tells me she was just six years old when her family bought Damburger. We've moved homes, but this has always been in, in my life, as far as I remember. And I think it's like that for a lot of customers, too. It's personal. It is. It is. And it's been that way for over 80 years. That's it for this episode of California Foodways. 
This story was reported and produced by me, Lisa Morehouse. It originally aired on KQED's California Report magazine. Our theme music is by Takanobu. California Foodways is funded in part by California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. You can learn more at calhum.org. The podcast receives support from FERN, the Food and Environment Reporting Network. Follow CA Foodways on social media and visit our website, californiafoodways.com. <laughs>